<laughs> and you see, and you see, not a single one of them thought that it sounded rude, but it just does. It just does. Be out. Oh, to help to out. To help out. Yeah. Hey, oh, Daddy's always good manners to eat out. So. <laughs> Oh, normally we start with the, like a fake punchline to a joke that hasn't actually been told, but we don't need to. This, this time, case. that's yeah, it's a real thing. Our government thought that like to encourage the helping of the economy, um, we should encourage people to eat out eat to help out. out. It's like, oh my, oh just, oh my god, you guys, wow. you guys, you you must have very very disappointed wives. Well, well. Or be very, very disappointed <laughs> women. Um, yeah. yeah. You know who you are. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. So. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> hello. Welcome to uh, year 78 of the Plague Millennium. <laughs> We've just had our 78th yeah. breakout of the bubonic plague. Yeah. It's been kept at bay, but only because the zombie wall has grown in between it and the rest of civilization. Grandfather Nurgle. Has blessed us with his touch, <laughs> and the the great oh. pestilence sweeps across the land and embraces Appreciate us all it. in its loving touch of decay. Um, Appreciated, appreciated. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Grandfather Nurgle loves you. Um, <laughs> I'm Chris. When will this horror end, Johnson? <laughs> and I'm. Uh, Matt, this is the only way to escape, Watson. <laughs> and you are presumably trying to kill some time, and that's what we're here yeah, to help with. Yeah. Nerdy news, geeky gossip, it's the big damn cast, we talk about shit, and then like we talk about more shit. And we've got a little bit of shit to talk about today. Only a little, little bit, bit of shit to talk about today. Yeah, pop culture-wise, it's been pretty quiet, although although today... Like not not three hours hence of this recording. Not three uh, hours. A bit of an up- hence. <laughs> bit of an update on uh, I'd say one of our kind of favourite um, recent horror franchises. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say, I'll say recent. The re- the resurgence of an old horror franchise it's, brought back. Its most recent instalment was a favourite of ours, shall we say? Yeah, 2018's Halloween. Halloween. Not to be confused with 1978's. Halloween. Uh, when was the um, when was the Rob Zombie one? Uh two thousand two. Two thousand and two's Halloween. No, no, later. Later, two thousand eight. I think two thousand two was um Resurrection or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um it was around the two thousands, late nineties. I don't know. Point is this film has been done a lot, but now there are canonically only two movies, folks, just two. The rest could get in the bin. Halloween That's right. and Halloween. <laughs> Paul Rudd in a cult can get in the bin. Uh, um, Halloween, Halloween. But uh, this October was going to see the release of Halloween Kills, the next instalment, one of two, to uh, have been already shot. I think there's some some reshoots were needed for the the third film in this new franchise. Halloween ends. Uh, and and as of today, we know that they are still planning to do that, but they're figuring out 
how to do it uh, due to the COVID-19 breakout pandemic in the US and across the world. Yeah. Um, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Halloween Kills was due for release this October. Mm-hmm. And John Carpenter himself put out a statement this fair afternoon John to announce officially... Carpenter. <laughs> or, as we like to call him, Old Grandpa Synth. Old um, Grandpa Synth. <laughs> he, uh, he's made it quite clear that audience safety is their priority because they don't want a film that's going to get people sick. Mm. Um, and because there is no clear guidelines of what's going on as of yet in terms of the reopening of theatres and, and exactly how it's going to go. Because some theatres are open now um, around the world, some some individual ones, some chains. Um, limited capacity, massive social distancing rules in place. No yeah. new releases bar a couple of independent films, mostly uh, renting out stuff from studios that studios like Disney are putting up at a cheap, cheaper rate at the moment to help the cinemas have things to show. Yeah. Um, and also the stuff that came out sort of early March that didn't really get its due is, is still being screened. Um, John Carpenter and the people at Halloween Kills are like, we, we honestly, we don't want to tell people that in October we want them to come out if we ourselves don't know if it's still yeah, going to be safe to yeah. do it, really. It's not going to be good business if it's a smaller audience. And vice versa, it's not going to be good business if we kill the audience by uh, hotboxing them in with a bunch of plague carriers. So yeah, it would be a, an unfortunate title in that case. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Halloween has killed you all. Um. um but uh, so right, they put it back over to... here. The pubs are already doing it. Um, oh geez. How many? How many do you already know that have closed? Uh, There's at least three in our immediate area that have reduced the hours drastically since Saturday. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I didn't check if any of the ones near me were open, so I don't know if any of them are, are now closed because I'm not a f- fucking suicide. Desperate to maniac. to go and get a pint with a load of very drunk people who can't socially distance. Did you see that ar- article that was going around with that guy being like, "Oh, that first pint." A Carlin, it's like an angel's pissing on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, <laughs> Carlin has never tasted that good. I could be I think, dying of thirst I, in the desert, and Carlin would never taste that good. I think maybe he's aware of that <laughs> in the tweet. So what? Somewhat suggests that even he's like, don't know if this was worth it, but is reassuring. Maybe yeah. Do you know what else is reassuring? Not dying. Um. So there is that. Mind you, I will I will never die on that hill, but I'll argue that Carling works all right in a lager and black. But that's mostly because it's Vimto you're tasting. Yeah, exactly. It's like put, you're uh, putting blackcurrant in it. Yeah, or Ribena. You know, there are many brands of blackcurrant cordial available, but let's face it, Vimto's the best. Blackcurrant so, um, and lime cover a multitude of sins, let's be honest, in the beer <laughs> world. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, in the beer world. Okay, just yeah. checking. I so, was trying to figure out how to get rid of the blood stains of the carpet. Uh, no, no, no. You got uh, more blood, actually. It's like tigers. Uh, it's apparently, like going over permanent markers with dry erase <laughs> markers. It just lifts the blood off. I know you can cover that sharpie. More sharpie. <laughs> the only way to solve the problem of blood is to get more blood. Um, <laughs> if the room is bloody, then everyone will accept it. <laughs> but rooms won't be bloody in October 2020. They're going to be bloody on the big screen. And Halloween kills. In October 2021. Oh, but you know what we are getting this October? And this, this will get you really excited. Uh, is it October actually or is it November? Have I spoken too soon? Oh no, it's oh. in November. So what we're getting this November 
So a little bit after when we would have been getting Halloween kills. I know what'll fill that gap for you. Um, alcohol. Ernest Klein's written a sequel to Ready Player One. Oh. <laughs> oh, yay. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. What, that book that basically makes even nerds who read it go, we don't deserve to inherit the Earth. We de- we deserve all of our... We deserve all of that uh, pocket money bullying that the, yeah. the movies depicted us as going through. We deserve it. This is awful. Ready Player Two. <sighs> Releases on November 24th, 2020. No plot synopsis as of yet, but there is a cover. Yeah, it's just big old blocky teal turquoisey letters, sort of in the style of the original paperback cover of the first one. And oh, oh, um, oh, there's a rupee in the middle of the O of two, so it's like a Zelda, maybe. Um, this is an interesting tidbit. You might have seen this already, but I realised that I hadn't um, uh, gotten your thoughts on it. Because this, oh, this, this popped up a couple of days ago. Marvel have got the Alien and Predator license. Yeah. Yes, they do. Um, and they announced it with two gloriously illustrated images. <laughs> One depicting uh, an alien in, like, quite possibly the most sort of just beautiful penciled form I've seen an alien creature in, well, in like, forever. They're both David Finch. Yeah, well, there you go. So. And the other one of uh, of a Predator... A you are to a top Avengers tower clutching the dismembered helmet of Iron Man. Well, the, alien the same pre- is on is in the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. Is it? Yeah, because it's, it's, got, it's, it's in got, um, it's in the Benatar or the um, Milano. It's got. <laughs> I can't remember which, whichever one they've got in the comics at the moment. It's got Star Lord's Walkman <laughs> in the foreground. Oh, that's cool. Um, the same article announcing it also said that we are not crossing them over with the Marvel properties. No, We're just no, commemorating, no. welcoming them in, welcoming them into our publishing family with these specially uh, commissioned images. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but money though. So <laughs> eventually, in a world where you can do Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, Punisher kills the Marvel universe, Marvel Max, eventually yeah. you just know they're gonna go. Oh, fuck it. Right, guys, these are out of continuity, but this is what if the Predator came after the X-Men and go. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's a ton of, like, alien and Predator versus versus DC characters. Wolverine versus the Predator. Come on. There are three. Come on. There are three Batman versus Predators. (laughs) There are. And two and three are direct sequels to each other with lore and continuity. Two and three are bad. Superman and Aliens is not great either. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, well... I mean, three's all right. The Mister Freeze stuff's kind of cool. <laughs> that wasn't actually mm. intended. I feel mm. bad. Um, but Batman Aliens is good. <laughs> Batman Aliens Two is not so good. Um, no. I've not read Green Lantern Aliens because it's Kyle Rayner, and who gives a fuck about Kyle Rayner? <laughs> hey, um, he's an illustrator. <laughs> now you like him, right? Because he likes cartoons. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Like cool, that cool. other green hero in the nineties. Cool, Do you remember cool. that guy? He liked cartoons too. You like Kyle Rayner now, right? Cool. Okay, but who? Okay, but who's who's the Green Lantern you'd you'd rather spend less time with, Kyle Rayner or Guy Gardner? Uh, Kyle Rayner. 
fair enough. At least Guy Gardner. At least Guy Gardner is an entertaining prick. <laughs> yeah, Guy like, Gardner's not a, not a good character, but at least he's en- he's entertainingly bad. Um, he has a stupid haircut. And he got punched out by Batman. Stupid one haircut. punch, one punch. Oh, and don't also don't forget Superman and Batman versus Aliens and Predator. Yeah, that's, I, that's I have a, already that's have a thing that happened. I already have forgotten it. That's the thing that um, happened. Now this is big news because Alien and Predator are sort of the the, the cornerstone of Dark Horse Publishing. Of Dark their, Horse being a beautiful comic book publisher, certainly, yeah, yeah, who, who whose whose main successes have been in their licensed titles, um, the the franchise uh, legacy yeah. books, and I think their biggest new continuity non licensed thing is probably Hellboy. Yeah, yeah, they they they've got like they do have their catalog, but they're as far as publishers go, they're sort of that they're bread and butter, and 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 you know I don't say this lightly. They're sort of like well handled continuations of these franchises, sort of the things that that get them the love. Although mentioning that, their um, continuation of the thing was not necessarily well handled. Oh no! But wasn't that <laughs> early nineties, right? That's yeah, really yeah, weird. It's not good. Well, it's because they try an action franchise, it. And it's like the thing is not an action story, yeah. so it doesn't doesn't work i'm not saying but the avp not stuff robocop there. terminator robocop there was the big is all right yeah there was that big thing a few years ago where it was like it sort of was the alien timeline in different places wasn't it and it crossed prometheus into sort of the quadrilogy timeline they, they, they did um they did life and they did fire and stone that was the one i, I was um, yeah aware of which was uh, a, a prometheus miniseries like a four issue prometheus series a four issue alien series four issue avp series and a four issue predator series capped off by one shots at either end and then yeah. they did a sequel to that called fire and stone which was the same deal where it was a one shot um a prometheus series an alien series an avp series a predator series and then a end in one shot but i can't remember what order they went in but yeah i've read them both they're fine they're fine yeah but again, just sort of cool experiments and a publishing arm as well. They put they were the publishers for a lot of the novels and novellas like involved in this this franchise as well. Yeah, yeah. Like their publishing house. So this is an odd one because it's like the reason it's happened obviously is because Disney have acquired Fox and mm. Predator and Alien franchises belong to Fox. And if the publishing deal like comes to it, the current one comes to its end with Dark Horse. Obviously, it was in Disney's well, in Disney's hands where they were gonna. Take it? Were they going to renew with Dark Horse? Because they have some deals with other companies, Look, other the, comics companies. Yeah, I, they publish they publish Junior Star Wars comics yeah. for IDW, and IDW so, handle some collections of stuff as well. Um, yeah, they they gather stuff that's sort of in the murky waters. So like yeah. IDW have got there's collections of like Doctor Who books that were mm. published by Marvel that they do omnibuses of, and they've and got uh, like Dark I, Horse stuff as well. They've got like uh, artist edition collections as well. They mm. do the uh, image IDW do that for Marvel, um, yeah. So they've got a, they've got a good relationship there, um, and well, also Dark Horse though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That, that that well Dark uh, Dark Horse recently a couple of years back had their Conan rights revert back to Marvel. Yes, so Marvel which Marvel Conan back. Marvel were full on like no takes these um, backsies and were yeah. like oh we're not only we're not only using him wearing ingraining him irre- irreparably into the Marvel universe Which now. They had so kind of we have done. him. Yeah, like, but when, it, it was they, almost a statement. They originally had the rights in the 70s, they, they were like Marvel team-ups and Marvel 2-in-1s with Conan. Hmm. 
Um, but they they did the whole thing of like, here's how his story's going to play in the wider world, yeah, and here he's yeah. interacting with with the characters that everyone now knows because of movies and and everything. It was like, yeah, they they mean it. Like yeah. he's he's with them. So and, and then of course <laughs> maybe that maybe there is a chance of of the Transformers and Spider Man fighting alongside Doctor Who and Death's Head hey, again. Who knows? Listen, I did what you were doing in Transformers Terminator crossover at the moment. So yes, there is. Um. I never read that Transformers <laughs> Ghostbusters crossover either. I need to read that. Um, was it Ghostbusters or the real Ghostbusters? Because yeah, they've was, been publishing books for both of them. I think it was Ghostbusters. But I think it was set in the cartoon continuity for Transformers because it, the villain was Starscream's ghost. Oh, that's genius. Um, that is a really smart way in to actually like not have to convolute too much of an excuse like, for this to be of a course, thing. The, the toy that they did Ectotron that transformed into Ecto-1 was yeah. in the comic. So I'm wondering ah, if they're going to do something go. similar for um, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. They've just done the DeLorean. G- Gigawatt yeah. just came out. <laughs> uh, so. Gigawatt or Jigawatt? Well. <laughs> I suppose it depends on, on yeah. which which aisle, which side of the aisle you sit on, the Transformers or the Back to the Future side. Yeah. <laughs> Gigawatt. It's Jigawatt. I think Jigawatt. Guys, guys, call me Keith. Call me Keith. <laughs> Oh, to quote Judge Dredd, call me Kenneth. Um, call me Einstein. Okay, Einstein. No! Einstein. Stop giving him metal names. If only it was Einstein. I'd, I'd, yeah, all right. Cool. Albert Einstein. Um, um, so this is, this is yeah, it's big news, but it's it's like we have yet to see what will yeah. come of it. But, but Marvel Comics have been doing some pretty solid Star Wars stuff for the last five years, yeah. so... And of course, what they did I'm with game. Star Wars and Conan is they repackaged and re-released all of the Dark Horse material as yeah. uh, epic collections. Because I've been reading... Question. I've been re... Uh, I've been re-reading the... Uh, I've got my hands on the first volume of Conan Chronicles epic collection, which is the 2000s oh. Dark Horse stuff reprinted yeah. and that's a very good um okay do you think marvel are well rather disney are going to purchase dark horse and make dark horse like one of the publishing arms of marvel no because um the dude who owns dark horse who i his name escapes me right now is very einstein um, yeah einstein is very <laughs> like pro indie like he's okay. fiercely Indian, he's resisted attempts to acquire Dark Horse before. So, um, okay, fair enough. I just wonder whether or not they were they were they were going to become like a like a Vertigo or a, you know that kind of no that no. kind of well, sidearm. I think, I think the difference is I think Vertigo were always part of DC. Yeah, that they were spun off What's... from DC in the same way that Epic was spun off from Marvel. Yeah, who who is it Epic? Who is it who published Kickass? Was that Epic? That was Icon, which was a creator-owned imprint under Marvel. Ah, there um, we go. For yeah. a while. It's what um, Bendis did Powers under as well. Oh, um, right. Until Sony were like, no, that's ours now. Yeah. And then <laughs> we Mark, own Powers. And then Mark Millar um, made Millerwell. Self-published after that, yeah. Which uh, made it easier for you to avoid him, because you just like, just won't buy any books with Millerwell. Yeah, yeah. That's easy. <laughs> In the top corner. Easy enough. Um... <laughs> But it's not like I was going out of a way to get icon books anyway. But I, did I tell you they also that um, Marvel have also also got some 40k comics coming out later this year? 
They're doing Warhammer? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, when did un- that license the, get acquired? Uh, the first one's out in October. Uh, Damn. Un- under the guidance of Kieran Gillen. Right, now Kieran can do mythology. <laughs> but he al- can do mythology so well. He's also a 40k player, so... And there you go. Oh my god, yes! Because <laughs> when he announced it, he was like, well, some of you have asked oh. me what would be the thing that could bring me back to Marvel. Because after he left the Star Wars ongoing, he's not worked for Marvel since. And uh, he was like, well, it's this. <laughs> and shared the, <laughs> the, um, the first cover of... Uh, Warhammer 40,000, Manius Kalgar. So it's all about the Manius cha- Kalgar. So it's about Beautiful. the chapter master of the Ultramarines. Um, okay. So, You're losing me, but it, it'll it'll yeah, come to me. In, it's, it's, and... it's a weird title to like drop people in with. Because like, they, they'll look Everyone's at just going to call it Warhammer 40k, yeah. though. Because <laughs> you look at it and you're like, how do you fucking say that? Um, <laughs> like, so many. Like this. Warhammer 40,000. The 40k book. The 40k book. I'd be up for that. It looks surprisingly. Um, bright for a forty k thing. Uh, well, the shift shifting mediums, you know, like maybe just visually, they're like, we're going to try it this way. We're going to try it, try try it with this style from the off, and yes. see where where the stories take us. Um, but that's which the... I kind of I kind of get. Oh, Matt's whipping out his big old uh, his big old um, it's too big, big for my screen. Chunky thing. That's oh. the that's the cover artwork from Jason Burroughs. Um, oh, that looks good. So that looks really cool. Wow. Yeah, Marvel really. Fo- uh... You know what? Because of the brighter colors, it's sort of making sort of the domed helmet thing stand out a bit more. I'm getting Fallout vibes. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, well, um, all that powered armor thing kind of goes back to Starship Troopers. Like it, it, that's its common ancestor. The novel, not the not the film. Um, yeah. Which, Which is way more nowhere near as good as the film. <laughs> it's nowhere near as good as the film because it's actually fashy instead of satire or fashy. Um, yeah. I'm doing my part. But, <laughs> but, but, very, uh, but very influential <laughs> on sci-fi. Uh, so yeah, Marvel really <laughs> going after some licenses um, recently. Uh, well, Disney, probably, I should say. Going after some licenses on Marvel's behalf. So it's... Uh, we should see what they're... Because now things are ramping back up and they're releasing books again. Um... Yeah, just interesting to see what they're gonna do because they're kicking into their Empire event. Yeah, no this is the first. So. All I know about it is Dan Slott's co-written it, and after uh, after in Spider Island, um, and and Gauntlet, and like all these you know sort of events within Spider Man. When I found that, out, I was like, "Yeah, it's about time! Like, it's about time they gave Dan a, slot, a stab at, at Dan a slot." With the, well, um, I think it involves the with, with with the crossover events. It involves the Kree and the Scrolls. Yeah, uh, and fantastic... I, I watched Captain Marvel again tonight, as by hey! sheer coincidence. It's a good film. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and there's a major element, a major involvement from the Fantastic Four, so uh, it makes sense that that's what we'll be writing it. And also, he's handed off Iron Man now, so I think he's just working on Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. That makes sense. Um, that was always his dream, though. He always wanted to work on Fantastic Four, so. I mean, who doesn't? Like, I still, I, know, but... I still maintain that that's the reason Bendis went to DC because he didn't get Fantastic Four. He didn't get FF. Possible. That's, possible. I, I, I still believe that in my heart of hearts because 
I, it's the only thing I can think of, like, because he had the run of Marvel. He could do whatever he wanted yeah. there. They basically had given the keys to the kingdom. They let him take over X-Men for crying out loud. He's like, yeah. I spent he did a pretty years good job with it. I'm gonna, yeah, I liked his X-Men stuff. People don't mm-hmm. like it because people don't like Bendis, but I like to, I think the only thing that he could have done was like, okay, what have I got left to do at Marvel? Fantastic Four. Or you can't do Fantastic Four. All right, I'm off. Because I haven't yeah. done the DC and yeah. I'd love to write the DC characters. So, again, that's this is all just speculation on my part, but I, I truly believe that um, Bendis not being able to take over FF was, or bring back FF even, was the reason or one of the main reasons that he went over to DC. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, but hey, dude, dude's got the keys to the Superman car. So, yeah. And, you know. um, I started doing some more Batman stuff. So as well as, um, as well as sort of revitalizing young justice and the wonder twins. <laughs> yeah. So, oh shit. I saw that. I've not read any, but you know, I've, yeah. not, I've not read any of it. I hear mixed things about it because you always hear mixed things about Bendis stuff. Some and the Wonder him. Twins. Some people hate him. Wonder Twin powers activate. Form of Bendis. Some people. So I think. Um, I think Bendis has got similar criticisms as that are often leveled against Joss Whedon. I don't mean like the he's a prince, <laughs> the sexual impropriety that's, that's, or anything. That. That's not a thing no. I've heard about uh, Brian Michael Bendis. But I think in terms of the way he writes, I think you get similar criticisms leveled in them. Is like mm. you either get oh. You tend to get, oh, they all, all these characters sound the same and all those dialogue sounds the same. But then at the same, by the same token, the people who like it go, oh, I love the way the dialogue flows and the way his characters talk. Yeah. So it, I, I like feel whenever the, I'm reading, whenever I'm reading one of his books, it feels like it's under a showrunner. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't mind that because um, then I, I, when they're self-contained books yeah. and you're just dealing with your core cast of yeah. that book. It it flows really nicely for me. Yeah. Like I quite like New Avengers because everything about what it what happened in that run felt self-contained. Yes, um, and I quite liked his Avengers run at that point. The Heroes Reborn, uh, not Heroes Reborn. What was it called? Heroes Return. No, Heroic Age. Heroic Age. That's it. That's I quite like the tone there because again, it was it was that core cast. It didn't feel like you were reading Tony talking out of place in a crossover book. Yeah, it was. No, this is Iron Man, one of the cast of this book. Yeah. And this is how these characters talk. And Ultimate got... Spider-Man's the, the the main example for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, him. he built that from scratch, basically. So it was he always built his this comic. Because I think a lot, a lot of again, it's the criticism. Like I'm saying, it, the things that people like about him are also the things that people don't like about him. It just depends yeah. on which one of those two people you are. <laughs> and again, the biggest criticism is like, oh, everything he writes sounds like Ultimate Spider-Man. And <laughs> also, the greatest <laughs> praise is, oh, everything he writes sounds like Ultimate Spider-Man. <laughs> It's like God, that comic yeah. was great. More, please. Yeah, uh, and I think I think that's the same as the uh, similar to you know the people who criticize or or lord Joss Whedon's writing is like, oh, everything he writes sounds like Buffy. Oh, like oh yeah, everything he writes sounds like Buffy, and it's great. Yeah. So it's the it's, and it's yeah and yeah feels. <laughs> um, although we did start the fourth season of Angel recently. You and, did. Uh, I this is this is unfamiliar territory for me. I kind of haven't visited series four so much. I I, I joined it again in series we five. Only, we only watched the first couple, but uh <sighs> Fucking Connor man. <laughs> just like oh yeah, God. yeah. Angel's son, just no thank you. 
Just, ugh. No, thank you. <sighs> None of that shite. Also, this is around the time that Joss Whedon was making horrible decisions in regards to principal cast members and... Well, Charisma Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She got the shaft, uh, shall we say. And it's, uh, yeah. And people still hold that as a, oh yeah, we should have we should have turned against this guy then. Yeah. <laughs> Not now. But I, I think I think the reason why it sort of didn't hit people as much around that time is because that was around the same time as Buffy's final season and all eyes were on that at that point yeah i guess everyone was everyone was paying attention to that and, and the big deal of it and the publicity drive of like buffy is ending this is it this is the last season oh my god what's gonna happen here's all the interviews here's all the press um but you know i think and, yeah. angel was always it's only on the reflection show to buffy so that yeah you know, it was never quite in the in the limelight in the way that buffy was oh no no it's well the, i mean it's just, the spin-off you know, curse it, it was 2003, so the, the limited exposure that anything got back then pre-widely pre, pre widely accessible internet was... Uh, it, all the focus was on Buffy rather than mm. Angel at that point. Mm. Um, so people probably weren't really paying attention to it. They were just like, oh, Chris McCarpenter's leaving. Oh, that sucks. Oh, no. Back when we were ruled by magazines. Yes. I have at least four or five issues of the Buffy Vampire Slayer UK magazine in this very house. Published by Panini and Titan, which I always thought was weird because I was like, they're two different companies, right? But I think one of them was like, because it was basically compiling shit from American magazines into a UK magazine. So I think one did that and then the other published it. But it was like, fair enough. Panini and Titan. Um... do you know what uh, what else Disney have acquired that, much like the works of Bendis, seems to be getting reevaluated and and uh, suddenly criticised all of a sudden, despite the fact that it's been around for oh five and a bit years, and and like the criticisms all seem to be levelled against an imaginary um, take Uh-oh. for some reason. Uh oh. Uh, Hamilton came out on Friday. I've still not watched it. I'm not going to say anything about specifics, but I'll say this. I've avoided everything about Hamilton over the years for two reasons. One, um, when a musical gets big, I flash back to when we were in college. And uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm speaking out of turn here as a performing arts student and I'm yourself say as a musical theatre student. You're but... probably not going to be speaking out okay. of turn, so... There was this weird thing that happened in college, and it would have happened at loads of colleges and drama schools and unis around this time and and, and the years since, where the current big musical suddenly gets this cult. Oh yeah, amongst yeah, the yeah, musical yeah. theatre teams. That's not. Uh, that wasn't unique to our situation. That happens. Yeah, everywhere. For, yeah, yeah. for my tenure at Pendleton, it was Wicked. That was like the one. And Wicked wasn't suddenly... even that new at that point. That's a really sad thing. I know, but like, I think I think the tours must have like the first tour yeah. must have happened, and the merch exactly. was appearing. I think it opened in two thousand and three. I want to say. I think it might be a bit Broadway. later. Broadway, Broadway maybe. It might not have come over until of, a bit later, but yeah, yeah. Two thousand in two thousand seven, it was that was no one had shut the fuck up about it, and I was like, okay. And I was already in that point in my late teens where I was like, if someone keeps having a go about a thing, I just automatically am like, piss off with that. Shut up, please. I mean, it has got up. a couple of bangers in it, but it's not 
perfect. It's got a couple bangers, but I'm, now having now seen it about four or five years ago, I can say, I thought it was, I, I, the way I, tra- I described it that night was it's the X Men Origins Wolverine of musicals. It's a backstory I don't Whoa, need to that's know. Harsh. It's a backstory I don't need to know that destroys any charm or appeal I had of the original and recontextualizes it in a way that just makes all the characters into bastards. And it's like, oh. I feel like there was a okay. trend of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, Wizard the, of Oz has, 90s, has been a subject of that. It was like, oh. Yeah. Because it's based on a series of books, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. And Oz has, Oz has been under the magnifying glass a lot. Yeah. Uh, in terms of people going, what makes it tick? I mean, the last big Oz-related thing was um, 2013's, uh, I want to say. Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. Uh, it might have, been, might have been earlier than that, actually. It might have been 2012, because I watched it on an airplane, as you do for films you're not too keen on. And I was just like, <laughs> this is, I mean, this is also like, you know, hey, everyone was a, a twat. And you're like, okay. Everyone the was charm awful. of that original... Yeah, but the charm of that original story is that it is just whimsy, and there is good, and there is evil, and that's sort of the charm of it. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's for kids, and it's it's pure childish escapism for adults. You know, when it's dark, it's dark. When it's happy, it's really were, bloody happy. Were the books that whimsical though? Or did they have a sort of a darker undertone to them? I, I, I've not read any of Barnes' work, but I think it's from what i know it's closer in tone to like lewis carroll like you know alice in wonderland kind of stuff where it's like where it's where it's meant to be scary it's scary oh, so it's but... failed pederasty is that what you're I telling me the con- i mean the content of the book when you say not the content closer, of the mind of the author when you're saying it's closer to alice in wonderland i'm thinking <laughs> oh it's closer to someone who had a sexual obsession with little blonde girls the mad hatter <laughs> Of Batman fame. From. Um, <laughs> that weird thing Alan Moore did. No, Lewis uh, Carroll. Anyway. <laughs> was it Alan Moore who did that? Walsh Girls, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, what the fuck, man? It's um, weird, man. It is yeah. fucking trippy. Just, but anyway, um, so... Walsh <laughs> Girls uh, so is Ham- fucking trippy. Hamilton blew up in, like, 2016, of course, by this point. Internet culture, social media is much different from how it was, like, 10 years prior to that. So I'm hearing it, I'm hearing it, I'm hearing it. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Oh, everyone keeps going on about this fucking thing. Jesus Christ. Um, and I have this weird thing. I love musicals. I love being in musicals. I absolutely love, like, indulging in a musical, listening to its soundtrack, getting obsessed with it. I do. But I have this weird aversion to the publicity of musicals, and I don't know what it is. I think we've talked about this before, that yeah. if I see a trailer for a musical, I just, I'm like, oh, fuck off. And, and it's weird because it, it, it just hits me this whole like, oh, God, it just looks so, oh, it's, it's just so tweet. Oh, go away. And yet I know that if I sat down in the theater and watched it, I'd be like, this is my jam. It's this the, is fucking awesome. It's the Cameron Macintosh effect. Yes. that The big gurney, big show moment up close. The reason why everybody acts a certain way on stage in a musical, folks, is so that it can play to even the back row. That's why things are exaggerated to a point. Even subtleties aren't that subtle. Um, so when you cut a trailer for it and it's full of close-ups, it's just like, oh, get back, get back, get away from the camera. So I've always had that weird thing. So I see the publicity for Hamilton like four or five years ago. I'm like, I can't be arsed. This isn't a thing I want to deal with. No, thank you. Goodbye. Then uh, I wasn't familiar with In the Heights. So I, I, I wasn't like, you know, I, I didn't really 
know sort of the work of like Lin Manuel Miranda, for example. Yeah, I, I, I was passingly familiar with In the Heights. Pretty good, man. Yeah. And then I saw Moana, and I was like, oh, this is that same guy. Shit, this is great. I really like this. And I listened to the soundtrack of Moana yeah. a lot, and I was like, yeah, all right. Okay. I I think that weird little bump that I know is a weird little bump is now fading. I would like to see Hamilton, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and avoid it as much as I can so that whatever context I see it in, it's the purest possible way of seeing it. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to know too much ahead of time. I know it's about a founding father of America, and that's all I know. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, COVID's happening. Pandemic's going on. Tours have been postponed. Ticket prices are still like astronomical wherever you want to go see it. So I, I bit the bullet when I knew it was coming out on Disney Plus. I went, "That's how I'm going to watch it. I'm I'm going to watch that. We're going to do it." And Lou and I made it a date night on Sunday night, and we watched it, and we were fucking blown away. It is, it yeah, it's it one of those where like you've heard about, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's uh, and and yet more than I imagined it was going to be. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm 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 that bitch. Uh, Monday morning, I listened to the soundtrack again. Yesterday and today, twice I listened to the Hamilton mixtape. <laughs> so I'm I'm that bitch now. Like I'm the th- I'm the thing I hated. I I didn't die a hero, Matt. You're right. Uh, I lived long enough the, to see myself yeah. become the become the hoodie wearing villain. Yeah, the with Hamilton. the logo right on the bloody center of it. Um, and that is how wait... he became the Hamilton. <laughs> I'll wait till you've seen it before we sort of talk about the show critically yeah, on I'll here. Tr- I'll try uh, and watch it this week. I really recommend it. It's it's a long one. It's two two forty. Uh, they do put an interval in, but it's a minute. Well, Sand timer yeah. comes up on the screen yeah. and counts down a minute. Um, so uh, <laughs> who was I was talking to about it the other day? They said that they did. Oh, it was uh, lovely Will Carlisle. Um, the uh, our listeners might be familiar with him as uh, Mister Tardis Reviews um, on on Thingy on uh, YouTube's. Uh, he was borrowing some uh, DVDs to rip footage from for his uh, for his upcoming new project, which I can't say anything about because he's not said anything about it yet. But um, and he was talking about how him and his partner Yaz had watched it on Friday, yes. I think it was, and he talked about how they got to the interval and they just like ran like cup of tea really quick gone to the toilet really quick he said basically it's an interval on hard mode <laughs> i was like i mean you could you could have paused it and he went you won't want to pause it and i was like okay so then we watched it and it was like i don't want to pause this this is fucking great i i think we i think we paused it to literally top up our drinks and then come straight back in the living room and be like right act two come on cool. let's go we also plan to start our viewing at eight uh like i think it was seven o'clock oh so it feels and, like a bit yeah but we but we started at seven twenty, so it feels exactly like that. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's amazing. But the reason I want to bring it up is is the internet lost its shit for the like you know excitement and critical reasons last Friday when it came out. It was like, oh my god, here it is! Like people yeah. had already seen it were like, I can't wait to see it again. People who never seen it were like, I can't wait to watch it. And then the internet started going in on on something, um specifically that the show doesn't cover the extensive uh personal history that a lot of its central characters namely George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, uh Alexander Hamilton himself and uh, his his wife Eliza Hamilton, niece Skylar like these guys own slaves and it's kind of weird that the show doesn't talk about that considering it's talking about like the positive changes these men wanted to make in america now it is true that uh 
Alexander Hamilton and his wife Eliza were trying to essentially abolish slavery outright, but they knew that they would need a lot more support to get that done. The show sprinkles that in. There are bits where he takes digs at people for um, talking about, like, you know, the, the, the thing he's built on, the, the, founda- the foundation of their, uh, their state is built on its farming. And he's like, yeah, but we know who's really picking the crops, don't we? And so there are these, there are these references in there throughout yeah. it. But it's... Um, but in reality, like, Hamilton himself was completely against slavery. And then when he married into the Schuyler family... Uh, he was like, oh, I guess we have slaves. Uh, okay, I want to stop campaigning for a bit. Um, and it's like, okay. Now, the show is not about 100% pure gentleman or pure individual at all. No. It is not about uh, a hero. It's about legacy and it's about what we do for the people who come after us and what it means. Yeah. Um, it's about the positives that these people did in still in, in in what is known now as america and like you know the, the future they wanted to leave behind for their kids and their kids kids and everything mm. um but it was just weird to see the internet really blow up on this because it, it it's been around for years the show's been around it was I it think... was like work workshops in 2013 off broadway 2015 broadway end of 2015 mm. and has been around ever since i think it so it's odd that people to... have an issue with it now I think it just speaks to the um, the 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 difference in the public sentiment and the sort of discourse in the last what five years, how mm. rapidly things have sort of degraded, um, and yeah. Sort of how much of the ugliness that so many people were already aware of has become even more visible. Um, yeah. I think it's I think it's that. I think that's why people... Anything that is put in front of people now is going to get put under that same lens. And things that would have not raised an eyebrow two years ago are now going to have people thinking more. Mm. And I think that's a good thing. Like, Oh, no, absolutely. It's, it's, I, I, um, I agree. The, mind, the mindset is is absolutely in the right um yeah i just found it odd that they all decided that the, the first thing to get that grilling online was a four plus year old recording of a stage musical yeah that that is still going on but it's not well, been I raised think... at any point until this wide release on disney plus yeah <laughs> i I, it, I think it's just plus, because, i mean i think it's just in the musical back to prominence like because how maybe how many pe- yeah. how many more people are being exposed to it now than yeah, through Disney Plus, Plus than were because um, it you know it wasn't easy to get a ticket. I don't know if there'd been many tours in the states. There certainly um, hadn't been a tour over mm-hmm. here yet. Um. So yeah, yeah. It's, I think I it's mean just... in the musicals' defense, it's it's they don't shy away from these people. They don't. They don't paint these people as perfect no. at all. Um, but also, the conscious decision of the creative team of the show was to cast like all of its leads with non-white actors. There are yeah. white performers in the show. One, one very prominent who kind of has to be because it's a depiction of a historical figure who they need to kind of keep completely in context. Yeah. To show why America did what it did in terms yeah. of its revolution um 
which is uh Jonathan Groff as uh King George the Third, and it's like I was always like, really? Why is that the one always people? Why is that always the number that people have brought up and said like, oh, the King George bit is amazing? I'm like, okay, I'm sure it is, but like, and then you see it and you go, it, I think it's that performance. Fucking hell! Yeah. Like everyone's incredible in it, but there's just if you know your UK history, you know that George the Third was the one who has sort of gone down as being the very unhinged king of England. And, hey, and... we've had a lot of unhinged monarchs. It's a very oh case, yeah, so. But this this guy in particular is sort of go. This he's he's our Caligula, like he, uh, yeah, he's our yeah. He's, well, I, yeah, he's that kind of like oh okay, dude sounds. And then later on in life, it's like oh no, he's actually now being diagnosed with mental illnesses, and you're like oh, so it's not that he's archetypal mad villain. It's that no one was looking after him well, this, and he was not looking after himself it's, and it was going worse and worse and worse. That has got its own play all to yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, but they chose to, to... Its principles will always be cast with non-white actors. Yeah. Uh, they have said that that's not a strict rule forever, but they think it's important. And the reason for that being that Hamilton did try to campaign for black rights... He just never, he didn't get that work in and he could have done so much more and he yeah. didn't. Um, after his passing, his wife, uh, she kept going and, and campaigning for it. Mm-hmm. Um, this show was kind of going, do you know what? He did a disservice to black people in America. So let's use his story as an opportunity to give black people in America, specifically black people in the arts, a starring vehicle and it's like okay so there's kind of a take back element in it as well i mean obviously some of it is rooted within the the um the music of the show is very much kind of you know socially and and in terms of its origins like there is there is hip-hop there is blues there is stuff that is known as black american music by origin so there's a lot of that tie in there too yeah but but they're mostly using they've said like they're mostly using the show as sort of a reclaiming Obviously not outright. You can't avenge all the people who suffered at the hands of basically being slaves or being regarded as slaves 200, 300 years ago. But what they're saying is we're using his story and the story of the founding fathers to give opportunities to um, black Americans and non-white Americans and, and, you know, do it that way instead. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's a good shout. Also, uh, in an interview two years ago i want to say it was whenever he was returning to it for puerto rico when, when um after puerto rico was hit by that horrific hurricane a couple of years ago and yeah. don't worry the president solved it by throwing out paper towels to a crowd Oof. um hamilton came back for a limited run in a theater in puerto rico um and lin-manuel miranda reprised his role as the title character for the first three weeks of like the 10 weeks uh it was in a smaller venue it was in like it was in like a university theater it was like yeah, a 400 yeah. seater um, he reprised the role and Puerto Ricans, anyone local from the area could buy the tickets for $10 to see it. Nice. Everyone else, the price was uh, $200 a seat and 100% of the proceeds went to rebuilding Puerto Rico's universities and performing arts centers. Oh, awesome. So it was like, that's amazing. Like he's returning to it, not because he's like, I want to do it again. He's like, because if I do it, people who missed out on the original Broadway will run will come, come along. It, yeah. They will pay that money and they'll know that it's going to a good cause. Like, so it was like, that's awesome. Using your own star power is a, it's a good thing. And during that time, he said, uh, the, the question was brought up in an interview. I'll have to find the links and put it in the Discord. But there was an interview 
where he was asked um you know sort of like if you touched on the slavery like if you had touched on the slavery more within the show how would that have been depicted and he says well the thing is all of our leads are played by people of color non-white performers you know so if we were to do that and we were to say depict a slave of one of these families how the hell do we do that without it feeling really disconnected and distracting in some way it would feel kind of odd no matter who it was because you've got this weird kind of immediate visual mirror of, of you know what everyone kind of pictures of that time in america yeah and there there is there is a language of color to it it just is there it's inherent in the historical event and it would just kind of take people out of it a little i think people he said he says i don't think the audience couldn't uh, couldn't uh suspend their disbelief long enough it's more that it would be this weird little scene where everyone would go that was odd yeah and and you know so it's it's like i kind of you know i kind of get it and again the characters touch on it not all like none of the characters in this bar like maybe two are depicted as genuinely perfect individuals who like meant well for everyone and always yeah. took other people into consideration and and none of those characters are like the lawmakers <laughs> or founding fathers like the, the only founding father who doesn't sort of get shat on is is george washington and even then that's because they're just sort of depicting him as like the figurehead that begins what what becomes america yeah. as we know it yeah. so it's more that thing of he's the he's the lightning that strikes first and then everything comes from him and builds upon what he started um so yeah it's it's there's that but also i think a lot of the people who are judging it are kind of they're putting a lot of weight on a piece of entertainment that yes is based on a real person and real events but it's entertainment you can educate and inform i get get what you're saying there but i think it's that's a bit of a that's a a step away from saying oh I, i we don't want to be political with it like all, yeah, all art yeah. is inherently political, and so I think all, I, even the lightest of entertainment, is gonna bring with. I it, mean, intentional yeah. or not, those connotations. I mean, the show is political in nature, and in literally, and and yeah, to, yeah. you know, subtextually, it's 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 a it's about like the second act goes into the forming of the Declaration of Independence and 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 America's banks and finances, and and where the money goes and where it's come from and and you know. Uh, how the house then divides and the presidential runs begin and why there's a conflict of interest within the government and you know that stuff is in there but i i just think the the, the focus of the story the, the 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 running theme in it is the life of this one guy uh and his you know his his marriage his politics and his um you know sort of spoiler alert for a dude who lived hundreds of years ago like you know the the events that lead to the end of his life and the man who he keeps bumping into his his political friend and sometime rival um aaron burr like it, it's about them to, so that's the focus of the story yeah so i think i think if it were a mini series i think if it were oh i mean well everything including sort of the depiction depiction uh the the reality of slavery is is you know brought into uh, complete focus in the book that this musical is based on it was it was based on a historical like um encyclopedia and and biography that came out in the early 2000s so it's sort of that stuff is out there so what i'd say is if anyone if anyone 
really is still kind of reeling from it in that way. Like the stuff here that they, they could have touched on, use the platform for. I I just encourage you don't don't bemoan these guys. It's a musical that's been out for years and yeah, you know, I think it's, that's the difference. It's, it's not it's not doing any damage. It's just not touching on something that maybe it should have done. I think that's the the again we've talked about this. You, it's all right to like something. You've just got to acknowledge any problems that it has. Yeah, acknowledge the, the musical. The musical so doesn't it, say that these people are. Yeah, you know, but but th- there were more shortcomings that it could have talked about. Mm. But the the OG book does it in depth so i mean seek that out if you want to learn more about it because again the other kind of slightly more facetious but still sort of funny take on this is guys if you think that they weren't doing the story justice wait till you find out that these people weren't black and didn't sing all the time um because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. like yeah it's 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 a different medium and it's an adaptation that some of their history some of their personal stories are changed for the sake of yeah, yeah. of romantic narrative and, and things like that and you know I mean, there's a whole there's a whole thing where one character's married to one person and writing letters to another in a way that suggests there's an unrequited love there, which is purely fan fiction. <laughs> like yeah. it is historical fan fiction, yeah. Yeah, and that's you know. But what is weird is the Tumblr obsession with the Hamilton versions of these fictional. Oh, sorry, the fictional Hamilton versions of these historical people. <laughs> Don't go looking into that. It's fucking weird. Anyway, I recommend Hamilton. I think you should watch it. I think you'll be off your tits with happiness. I, I um, think I will, I'll try and get to that this week. And what's kind of nice is as well, because it is not a musical that you or I are going to see a chance of getting in at any point, probably ever. Mm, you don't get that, that weird right, little... Yeah. yeah, well, just in general. Like it's When you see it, you'll yeah. be like, oh yeah, no, that... There is no role for me here. There is no role for me unless oh, no, sorry, I'm in yeah, the so ensemble. Mean, yeah, yeah. I thought you were yeah, yeah. seeing it. I was like, oh... No, I oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, being yeah. in it, but, yeah. No, totally, yeah. But, but I, I get this, and I, I know what the performers do, and I'm sure you do, where you see certain shows and you go, fuck, I'd love to do that one. I'd yeah. love to be in that one. Oh, my God. Um, And you sort of go like, oh, shit, I'd love to... Oh, God, no, I can't even think about it. It's making me annoyed that I've not done that show. Or like, oh, the, the auditions didn't come over here. I'm really annoyed about it. Don't You can't worry about that with Hamilton. You don't even... You don't get lumped with that because you just watch it going, yeah, no, I'm never going to be casting this, so I could just sit back and go, I'll sing along with it at home. It's fine. <laughs> I'll sing along with the soundtrack at home. It's totally cool. It's totally um, cool. It's totally cool. Yeah, it's I'm totally looking, cool. I'm, Let's go. I'll give that a go. We've been talking about watching it, but just not got around to it. And Davy Diggs is a fucking marvel. <laughs> He's so good. Very good. Mm. Very good. I am. Um, yeah, I'm jazzed for that. Shall we do a couple of little emails? A couple of tiny little dirty little filthy little emails. Tiny little dirty emails. Um, <laughs> You said that without flinching. Like dirty mails. Dirt mails. Um, oh no! This one, this one comes in from Dan. Dan. Uh, Dan. 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 The Dan. Dan. Man. Uh, Dan. Dan. Says, the kneecap man. He says, "Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt." Um, and I'm like, "Why are you saying it three times? It's an email." I heard you the first time. I read you the first time. Um, he says, "I Matt, heard your voice in my head." I recall you saying how you thought having the waveform of your favourite song on the wall was stupid. I did say that, and I stand by it to this day. (laughs) Dan goes on to say, I agree, but today I saw this, which I think tops it in stupidness. Although my friends think it's kind of neat. What do you both think? 
and it's an advert on Instagram for wall art of various movie frames squashed down. Wait, what? So you take the frames. So this, the example he's shown me, he's sent sent us, is of Empire Strikes Back, and it looks like this. Oh God! Hang on. I've broken it. <laughs> the screen was I've like, no, it. you can't see this. You can't see this. I'm not going to do it to you. I've broken it. This is why we shouldn't <laughs> do these things. We're still doing these over Skype. It's a real pain. Uh, it looks like yeah. that. Guys, can you all stay at home and wear masks so we can hurry up? So it's Wait, just like a, what? Co- a colour line with... Yeah, so it, basically it's just squashed down so it's a line and you get the the sort of the main colours of the frame as very, sing- as very slim lines. So they give it like coloured books on a bookshelf. That wouldn't go with anything. No. But the no. only way that works is if you in a you were in a relatively clear room, like with very minimal furniture, and the other three walls are just purely like white or off white, and one wall looks like that. Like that's the only way you could yeah. get away with that. I, I but know. even then, you'd just be saying to people, "Have a guess what that is? Hey, have a guess what that is? Uh, it's, it's a wall. No, have a, have a look closer. Look, you can't see it, but it looks like Empire Strikes Back. That Empire Strikes Back." It's just like, like what? Somebody was driving back. Somebody was driving back. That. Do you know what it is? Somebody was driving back. That's Hoth. There's the Hoth bit. You're one step away from it, like, ah, uh, this is deconstructed burgers. <laughs> it's just like a pile of flour and an egg <laughs> and whatever else is in your bun. Like, the ingredients of a brioche and then just <laughs> raw ground beef. <laughs> Just sat it's in like, the middle of a plate. Mm, it's like served here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this is deacon. Oh well, it's the only way to experience uh, burgers <laughs> because you just get all of the flavors separately and you combine them in your mouth. It's like it's like the the wall art equivalent of that. It's like who wants to see their favorite film squeezed down to individual millimeter thick. Colour stripes. What's that? Who's that for? Who's <laughs> that for? Who wants that? Who 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 came up with that idea? Who's like, you know what? I'm gonna sell strips of colour to people with too much fucking money and not enough fucking sense. You know, I said, just no. It's a stupid idea. It's a stupid idea, and I'm gonna say it's a stupid idea, and I stand by my belief. That is a stupid idea. So thank you, Dan, for bringing this idiocy, this just <laughs> stupendous dunderheadedness to my attention. <laughs> the audacity. Am... No, it was on Instagram. Uh, oh. <laughs> so. No. Here we go. Here we go, Chris. Ian sent us a quiz. Oh, God. Ian? Ian sent us a quiz. And he says, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be Chris oh. Tarrant. Oh, does he have to be? Uh, he will one or two. Uh, <laughs> I watched, so we watched a I friend. Watched, I watched Quiz the other night. Oh, the uh, the dramatisation yeah. of the people who cheated on uh, Millionaire. Or did they? Oh, yes. It's pretty fucking good. They, they did. <laughs> Michael Sheen does a scarily good Chris Tarrant, but he's a very good mimic. He's a very good mimic. He is. He, I mean, so, he, he's proved that with like Blair and and such before and stuff. So it's yeah, like you uh, know, Frost, Nixon. David Frost, yeah, Damned United. 
Yeah. Oh god, that was good. Yeah. Damn, United was amazing. He is good um, like that. Uh, himself in staged. Yes. <laughs> Played himself. I've seen clips of that. I've not seen. I've not like sat down and watched a full one. Apparently it's quite. Fun. Apparently it's very digestible. It's like six episodes and each is like ten to fifteen minutes. Is that like, sure? I'm, I'll crack it. I'll crack it. Oh. My priority this week is the Twilight Zone. Like the kind of thing that I'm was get on through Cubie that. when Cubie was around for about five minutes. Cubie, Quibby, Quibby. That's the one. Cubie's the sequel. Cubie's the sequel. Ain't gonna be no. Four D films. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no sequel. Um, is it gone then, Quibby? I think so. I don't I know. Saw a, I can't remember it was. It was a comedy writer. She was joking about, like, did anyone get hold of any of those quibby hoodies? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. what? Yeah. They did merch? Quibby! Baby back ribs. I don't ribs. know who Quibby was for, but it wasn't for us. Was Quibby the one that was vertical, like Snapchat or TikTok? Yeah, yeah. Why? So it was, like, short, Why? Form, short form TV episode shot in that format. Why? Why? Because you know they would have had to have shoot, shot it on in wide, but shot it with the crop in mind. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Anyway, Ian's got some. Why? Ian's got some questions for us. It says, what did you do to Quibby? He might want to. So, as you both already know, uh, I started asking a few questions to the big damn casting stream. So here are the first five. Uh, See to do Chris Tarrant, you just do random inflections and uh, bring every end of every sentence up like this. Um, we'll get no. to the rest of the email after the break. break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> email two will have the answers after you've tried to answer all of them. You might want to get a pen and paper. Oh, shit. Uh, you don't okay. need to. Uh, you don't need to. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> question, question one. What, starring Patrick Stewart... Did Matt not want to touch in case it gave him a rash? I don't know, but I like it. Um, I can't remember. What's what's the vampire film he's in? Life Force. Was it Life Force? I've seen Life Force several times. It's not Life Force. I don't think it'd give me a rash. Oh, the Emoji movie. That's my guess. Uh, yeah, it might have been the Emoji movie. That's my. It I mean, it could be Picard movie. episode two, based on your reaction. Hey, but... I like Picard. <laughs> I liked Picard. Um, <laughs> like me... is such a strong word. He would have given me a. He would have given me a, a good rash. Um, so <laughs> number one, yes, Captain. Bring me the cream for the good rash. <laughs> number one. <laughs> Lower. All right. Lower. Here it comes. <laughs> Engage. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, That's what he said to Rike. <laughs> Make it so. Uh, <laughs> Number one, Jean-Luc is big hard. Shorty, what a fuck. <laughs> Straddle me like one of your chairs. <laughs> Swing your leg over and play me like a trombone. Um <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna go with uh, we'll go with the emoji movie. Oh god, the emoji movies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, question two. Uh <laughs> 
What were the last episodes put on the Tumblr? Or last episode put on the Tumblr? Before we abandoned Tumblr to its hellish fate. I'm going to say somewhere in 27, 28 maybe. Think in the 20s possibly. Yeah, once they stopped us posting boobs on there, we uh, we just stopped posting all the boobs yeah, on there that we used to post on there. Like, Tumblr's um, no fun without the boobs. Uh, and that's Tumblr's no fun without the, the boobies. Boob, boob, boobs. I'm going to say 28. I think we would have got a little bit further in, possibly. So I'm going to say 35. Okay. Not too far from you, but I, uh, yeah, I think okay. about 35. Um... <laughs> Who out of this list of six real people was the first to get a big damn thumbnail? Was it Stanley, Jenna Coleman, Donald Trump, James Franco, Taika Waititi, or Spike Lee? Uh, Donald Trump. I'm going to say Donald Trump. I believe it was very early on as well. And, yeah, uh, it, it, we was both, the, it was the... We both regret it. <laughs> Yeah, it was the it was the real life supervillain episode. It's yeah. like number six or seven or it's something. Really yeah. early on. It's really early because it was early before, on because we started in the summer of twenty sixteen and he was elected in November. So um, yeah, it was before. He was yeah, uh, the two part series Recapaldi reviews of series eight and nine of Doctor Who had what full titles? Um, no, the second one was Throbbing Peat Meat. Uh, and the other is uh, bulbous and sweating. Bulbous and sweating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Capaldi part one throbbing peat meat, and the Capaldi part two bulbous and sweating. I think it was. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I like it. Um, and question five. <laughs> In the big damn channel, welcome to the big damn channel video. What did, yeah. what, what did Chris say that Matt would allow us to do? What Oof. did you say that I would allow you to do? Um, Knowing me, something like allow you to live or something like that. That was the one with the fart, wasn't it? Uh, no. I don't. No, no, the welcome to the Big Damn channel is um, it, it's you and me in this office. Uh, it was the little sort of like minute long clip we were basically yeah. like, Welcome to the YouTube channel. Uh here you'll find the podcasts and extra videos and this that, and the other. Uh oh, oh, um probably tickle your beard. Tickle something like beard. Uh, tickle tickle something oh, yeah. of yours. I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let you tickle your beard my beard. We'll go with that. So I think we'll go with that. It's a tickle of some kind of you, Matt's person. Are you ready for the answers, Christopher? We should play the PS1 game sometime. It's it's so slow, but the questions are pretty good. Question I've got one. a junior version as well. <laughs> Question one was, in fact, the Emoji Movie. Hey! Episode two. What did you say for episode two? I said 28. Oh, for question two. Uh, 35. We're both way off. Oh, super, super early or a little bit later? Uh, It was later. It was a wow. double post of episodes, and it was episode 63, which is Dear David, Yeah, and 64, which was It, came from outer space. Oh, shoot. So it was um, toward the end of 2017, then? Yeah, yeah. That Damn. Was really um, uh, so, yeah, the Who Out of the Real People was the first. It was, in fact, Donald Trump, but it was episode 14. 
Oh, yes, because it was it was prior Super. to uh, our our biggest listened episode yeah. at the time was was the first one because episode one always grabs everyone's attention. Yeah, and then the next one was Luke uh, Bulletproof Love for Luke Cage, which was a one or two. I think it's, I think it's literally the next one after the one with Trump in the thumbnail. It might mm. be. I remember the thumbnails around that time. The, the, there's Ramona Flowers is one of them, so it's you know the yeah I always remember around then because I was I was that was when I grew quite conscious of like I don't want every thumbnail to just be a dude from the whatever the main movie we're talking about is yeah yeah but yeah. I also don't want the thumbnails to ever be Donald Trump again hey <laughs> don't worry he won't be president or anything was yeah. my thoughts at the time I regret everything I regret <laughs> literally everything. Um, Supervillain Top Trumps was the name of that episode, I yeah, think. Which I think is why you went with the thumbnail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we were, in fact, uh, correct about both the uh, the Peter Capaldi episodes, although we had them the wrong way around. It was bulbous and sweating was part one. Ah, and then throbbing Peter Meat. Throbbing Pete Meat was part two, because I think that was referring <laughs> to the vein in his head, which throbs yeah. when he's doing his best angry acting. It's throbbing Pete Meat. God, I love Peter Capaldi as the Doctor. I hate all the stories he's in, but I love him as the Doctor. It's, it's such a hard position to be in. Which 12th Doctor is your favourite? Series 8, Series 9, or Series 10 slash class? The Peter Capaldi one. Um, <laughs> My favourite 12th Doctor is the flash of eyebrows in uh, Day of the Doctor. Ah, yes. the It was the most enigmatic his character ever was. And I don't mean that in a horrible, picky, sarcastic kind of jokey way. I'm like, no, that guy's got my attention. That's that's effective. I like it. Yes. <laughs> Angry eyebrows. Attack eyebrows. Um, <laughs> These are attack eyebrows! Finally, finally. I'm going to beat up a hobo. <laughs> uh, so what did what did you say that I would allow you to do? In the Birth of the Big Damn Channel video, it wasn't Tickle My Beard. Oh. It was Nest in My Beard. Ah. Which, believe it or not, is a top tier perk for the mm. Patreon. But I would say... <laughs> I need to get on the Patreon. I've not touched it for months. Um, It's just been... I don't know about you, but there's been a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, yeah, there's been some other things. I think. I think. Do you know what? The, hit, hit, hit the hit the viewers with a double whammy of the Transformers um, treats that we pre-recorded. Why yeah. not? Slap them with them. We might. I think we're gonna have to record some individual commentaries, maybe, and put them up. Oh no, we'll just wait until uh, we can get together again. Don't worry about it. Um, I mean, I could have you played by a puppet. <laughs> tempting. And you could have me played by Talon. <laughs> You can't get him to sit still for long enough. Um, exactly. He's perfect for the casting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for yeah. listening. As always, Thank you, you Ian, for that quiz as well. <laughs> if you want to send in some stuff, we, you can do at bigdamncontact.gmail.com. You can get us uh, at bigdamncast on Twitter. Go to twitch.tv forward slash bigdamstream for some stream action. Um, I'm currently going through the first Last of Us, which is a lot of fun. If that's the right word for it. I don't think it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the right word, but it's a word. Yeah, it's a word. Last episode ended on a hell of a boom. Um, yes, it did. Oh, God. So... Oh, jeez. I just remember what it finished on a Monday night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now we're into fall. So we're in the second chapter of the game, fall. Uh, so, yeah. 
I'll be carrying on that the day this comes out on YouTube, day after it comes out on uh, Spotify. And yeah, just, you know, be good to each other. Take care of each other. Wash your hands, wear a mask, follow the Um, marking on the floor. Unfollow JK Rowling. Um, Yes, yes. Um, Yeah, just... Oh God, did you see that that letter from Harper's Weekly that a bunch of authors had signed? Yeah, some of them thinking they were doing it. Some of them thinking they were doing it to like encourage free speech, and have since now gone. Oh no, I see what this really is. I would like my name retracted from it, please, because basically it's a bunch of pissy authors like Rowling going, um, like people shouldn't be attacking me for my opinions. Freedom of speech is important. Cancel culture is harmful. It's like right, okay, shut up, you shut up, you billionaire, shut up. (laughs) Freedom of speech ain't freedom from consequence. You're a turf. Yeah. Anyway. Like, oh no, uh, I'm being censored because people are challenging me on what I'm saying. That's not what censorship is, and the only people who think that's censorship are people who've never actually been censored. Uh, Write so... better screenplays, J.K. <laughs> Still Just here. kidding, Rowling. Just don't be hateful. Just don't be hateful. Yeah. Um, it's, it's don't be a Voldemort. That, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to not hate things. It's really be Luna Lovegood. Guys, be a Neville Longbottom. It takes, you know? a, it takes a lot of effort to hate something. It's tiring. Mm. It's like yeah. it's like holding in farts all day. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, like you know what that is. <laughs> like you've lived through that ever. <laughs> hey, all right. Only a couple of hours at a time while we're recording, and then I just let them all out at the end. Sometimes I lift off the ground. Um, what people don't know is the theme song is just brand new every week. Yeah. You farting out the tune. <laughs> Fart it out. On demand. Don't edit it in later. Uh, so, <laughs> right, we have to go now. To Finish go those now. beans. Oh, we've already started. No. Bye, everyone. <laughs>